Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Yes, it is Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution. So happy to have you joining me for a chunk of your afternoon here on WYSL, Rochester, New York, WENY, ENI, Elmira Corning, the Patriot, WACK, Newark, New York. Reach out to me. Talk to me. 585-346-3000. Or just listen. It also works. Whichever's better. So I've been talking a lot recently about violence. Why? Why would I keep harping on this almost every week? I think probably in the last month I've done, I brought up at least once every week in the last month. Why? Because I live in New York City, and it's everywhere. And if you live in a city, you're seeing it too. Particularly if you live in a city in New York State, you're seeing it too. But Miami's seeing it. I mean, old news in Chicago, right? I mean, just, it's what's happening. I mean, this isn't what was supposed to happen, right? Or was it? What do I mean by that? If any of you have been paying attention to me, I've been talking about this for a while. This is what happens. The problem is now we're having massive amounts of violence. In New York State, it's huge. In New York City, we had 12 people shot over the weekend. 12. Rochester had three just yesterday. Rochester's trying to act like New York City. Don't do it. It's a bad idea, Rochester. We're, don't copy us. <laughs> Please just be yourself. Uh, but yes, everyone trying to copy us. It is terrible. If I remember the data right, it's something like 80% increase in gun violence in New York City this year. And that's, it's like 120% uh, percent increase from 2019. It's a lot of violence. It's a lot of gun violence. So, of course, what's the answer? Is it just shootings? Nope. Transit crime in New York City, up over 100%, like 110%, 5% from last year. Robberies in New York City, up like 40%. I mean, everything is just higher everywhere. In fact, there's like 50-some-odd cities that are part of some safe city gun safety thing. All of these cities, 36% increase in crime and violence. So something's not working. That's for sure. So what are people saying, right? First thing they say is, oh, well, you know what? Let's find out why. Or let's crack down. Those are the two things they talk about. Neither are really the right answer. Because you have one side that says, look at all this gun Violence. They're not saying violence. 
It's all gun violence. See, that's the problem. It's the gun part. Not the violent part. It's the gun part. So that's it. And then the Miami. Oh my God, in six seconds, they shot 20 people. That's totally accurate. But it's the gun violence. So you know what we can do? Crack down on guns. Because that'll solve the problem. New York City has some of the toughest gun laws in the nation. I am afraid to own a gun because I'll go to jail. Because you do anything wrong, you're going to jail. If I'm late, I'm not joking, people. If you don't live in New York City, you may not know this. I only have a certain amount of time that I can have my firearm outside of my home if I have a firearm. So if I go to a range and I come back and I get caught in traffic, I go to jail. I'm not joking. That stuff happens in my city. You go to jail. So I'm going to Rikers Island, this, the country's most violent jail, because I got stuck in traffic. Yeah. So that's what we have in New York City. Yet for us in New York City, gun crime up 80%. 80%. What are you going to do? Shoot people who have guns and don't even arrest them? Just you have a gun, you get shot? Well, that's kind of what's been happening. And we still have gun violence. Violence is the key. That's the key. So it's not guns. All right. I got you. It's not guns. Oh, maybe it is. I mean, maybe you think it is. We'll just make, I guess, tougher gun laws, I guess, because if we just keep making it tougher, uh, yeah, pretty tough. That's fine. You know what it is? It's bad people. Just people are bad. That's what it is. Well, it can't be that because then the bad people would have been committing crimes two years ago. So it can't be bad people. Well, what does the governor think? Because he matters. So he says, you know what it is? It's the relationship to the police officers and the neighborhood. That's what it is. It's because the neighborhood doesn't trust the police. See, so when a neighborhood says, I don't feel comfortable with my police force, so I should mow down 20 people. Makes total sense, right? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Also garbage. It's not that. It's not public safety, which is what he calls the relationship between cops and neighborhoods. Don't get me wrong. There are some places where cops and neighborhoods don't have a good relationship. That's true. But that was also true last year and the year before. And we didn't have an increase of 80% in gun violence and 40% in robberies and 100% in transit crimes. So whatever relationship they had with the cops, they had that same relationship with the cops two years ago and last year. Huh. What could this be? What could it be to this happen? Huh. Well, there's something specific to New York and then to other states too, but I'm going to cover two parts. The first one is the lockdowns. Yeah, you knew I'd bring it back to that because I talked about it last year. I talked about what was going to happen. Why in the world would there be so much violence? Why is there so much gang violence or organized violence? Only one thing and one thing only is... Black markets, always. There's no other reason 
to have gang violence at this level without a black market. Somebody is selling something or some things in the black market. Well, Larry, uh, what do you mean? Why is violence in black market? Because when something's in the black market, they literally can't call the cops. They can't go to court. How do you enforce your contracts? I'm not joking. How do you get people to pay your bills? If you're in the regular market, what happens? You call the cops, you call a lawyer, you go to court, whatever. You have things you can do to get someone to either enforce their contracts, pay their bills, uh, respect whatever borders you have created legally. All good. Now you're in the black market. You don't have that. What do you have? Street justice. That's it. Street justice. And the more people begin to fight against your street justice, the bolder you must become. Otherwise, someone says, well, I don't got to pay his bills. I don't have to worry about whatever he wants. I don't have to worry about that contract. What you going to do? Come by and shoot me? Yes. Yes. He is going to come by and shoot you if you don't do whatever he believes you should do. Literally, he's going to shoot you and all your friends. So now your friends will pressure you into doing whatever you agree to do. Otherwise, we all might get shot. There is literally no other answer except some type of black market. Now the question becomes, why is there all of a sudden a black market? And why are there so many people in these black markets? I don't get this, Larry. Why are there all of a sudden so many people in the black market? Because we're not working. Because of lockdowns. Because now you got youngsters with nothing to do. I'm not joking with that, guys. I'm dead serious. You got young men particularly, but young women too, but heavily young men with no purpose, with nothing to do. Well, this is a purpose. This is something to do. I can make money. I can be a tough guy. I'm in. I'll do that. I'm 18, 19, 17, 20 years old. I got nothing else to do. I feel like I'm a loser. Well, this guy's telling me I could be a tough guy. I could be I could be a I could be the baddest guy in my town. All right. I'll do that. And I'm not joking when I say that. And if you remember how you were as a teenager, you knew who you were and who your friends were. And there were either you or your friends or people you knew who were just like that. Yeah. I have an idea. Put them back to work. I have an idea. Make it to where there aren't shortages of everything. You see it. Shortages everywhere. What happens when there's shortages? Black market. That's how it works. So we stop people from working, made a black market, made shortages... And we're like, I wonder why there's so much violence. Huh. We set up a system to ensure violence. And then we're worried why there's violence. But there is more. There's another New York specific thing we got to talk about. And we will after the break. Larry Sharp, a free solution. 585-346-3000. Back after the break.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Step one, flatten the curve. In other words, we're all talking about this curve. Flatten the curve. We're trying to flatten the curve. And we have to flatten the curve. We reduce the rate. We so-called flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. See how easy that was? Just two weeks and we'll flatten it. Oh, wait. Been a little bit more than two weeks, hadn't it? Yeah. That may not, yeah. And we still got masks on. And we're still worried. Mm. He might not have been accurate. Larry Sharp here on WYSL, Rochester, New York. W-E-M-Y-E-N-I, Elmira, according to the Patriot. W-A-C-K in the cool Newark. Newark, New York. You thought I forgot about you, Newark. I didn't. I love you. You know I do. Super more, far more cooler than, than Jersey's Newark. Sorry, Jersey. <laughs> Any case. Glad you guys joining me here. 585-346-3000. Prior to the break, I was talking about uh, the violence. What's happening in specifically New York City, but all cities, and also New York State. And how it is all because, without question, some form of black market always. And it isn't that just that people are randomly angry. Are there bad people? Of course But usually, bad people do the bad things on their own. But when you've got idle hands waiting around and people who want to do something, young men particularly, who want to be tough guys, I mean, the bad people just recruit them in droves. Recruit them in droves. There's always bad people. But they usually don't have large gangs like this. The environment makes it to where those people are susceptible to being brought in by the bad people to do a whole lot of bad things. And that's a problem. Let me grab a couple of comments. The, uh, the chat has been very active. Andrea says, we're seeing more violence in central Illinois too. There we go. Central Illinois is similar to upstate New York. Not the same, but similar. Yeah. Gang shootings in my once safe neighborhood. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, let's see if I can keep doing this. uh, Vendetto says, people will deny it, but it's typical leftist leadership. Black market can be right too. I'm not sure that's true, Vendetto. uh, The the black market can easily be, you know, increased by the left or the right. In this case, thank you. In this case, I think... It is 
more left in this case. But black market can go either way. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's accurate. So Josh says, get a gun, learn how to use it. Admit there is a mental health issue in this country. I'm okay with both of those things, Joshua. Yes, there is a mental health issue in this country. Yes, and you should have a firearm on how to use it. Yes to both of those things. I'm going to grab a call. I have John. John, how are you? Hey, Larry, this is uh, John Crump. How are you doing? What's going on, brother? Uh, not much. I just wanted to get your opinion on there was a shooting where nine people got shot and two people died. And the media was all covering it until it was revealed that it was a uh, a gang shooting, a drive-by. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it seems to have disappeared from the media totally, even though like shootings usually take center stage. Do you think that they dropped the uh, shooting from being reported because it was gang violence and it goes against exactly what they say? Um, what happened? Um, not necessarily. Generally speaking, gang violence is attractive to the news, right? I've been seeing it on TV, the, uh, the Miami shooting, clearly gang related. I mean, obviously car drives up. There's a driver there with the car still running. Three guys get out, spray their intended target, wounding him or her. I forgot which one it was killing two others. They get back in the car and drive off. Clearly getting related. Not even close. Uh, the, it was in up, up, uh, Upper West Side here in New York over last week. Shootout. Gang related, obviously. Um, uh, Southern Miami. Over the Southern Florida. Guys outside shooting from, from a, uh, a car. Uh, this, this is attractive. My, my guess says they thought it might be buried by something else. And they thought it was a sexier story. That's my gut. Remember, the news's job is not to educate us. The news the news's job is not to inform us. It has one job to have us watch it. Eyeballs is what matters to it. It doesn't matter what it says. It just makes sure that we're watching. So, I think they decided that this was the sexier thing. That's my gut. No, oh, okay. All right. Only because gang violence is attractive, right? Random violence that is not who they want it to be. Like if it's a white supremacist and it's random violence, that's perfect. That fits a narrative. If it's random violence and it's like a Hispanic or black guy, well, that doesn't fit a narrative. But if it's gang violence, that's sexy. That does fit a narrative. And if you, I think you're seeing people now showing the gang violence small because gang violence is a mass shooting and mass shooting fits the fits the narrative and gun violence fits the narrative does that make sense yeah it definitely does make sense so that's where i think it went thank you my friend all right thanks larry all right talk to you later so i mean i think that's the issue right we we want the gun to be bad right vendetto says my gun has been violent. Yes, I I would agree with you. I've never known a gun to decide, that's it. I'm going to get these guys. I've never seen that happen ever. So, yeah. The, the issue, though, is if you can make the gun violence bad, 
then it gives government something to do. It then takes action. And I can now say, I'm Congressman Jones. Look what I did. I passed tougher gun laws. See? Or I passed the Violence Against People Waiting in Line Act. And see? I changed stuff. So it does make it easier for government to blame the gun. I get the logic. It just doesn't work. Do anything. The key is change the environment. You hear me say this constantly because it's true. When you see massive changes in human behavior, almost always it's because there's an environmental change. So why would violence go up so high all of a sudden? Because people are just bad people all of a sudden? No. Whatever number of bad people there were last year, the percentage is the same this year. But the question is, were other people who weren't necessarily bad, were they now tempted or were they now fooled or were they now available or open to joining these bad people to increase the damage? And the answer is clearly yes. And why were they open or susceptible or or willing to do this? Because they literally had nothing better to do. This was the best thing they thought to do. Clearly, that is a bad decision. Still true. Just because it's bad doesn't make it not true. Clearly, if you go, you know what I should do? I'm going to join these guys in a gang and go shoot people. That's clearly a bad decision. And clearly the one that many people have made. So why don't we instead worry about changing the environment? I want people to be busy, particularly young men, because almost all of these crimes are committed by young men. Almost all of them. There are some exceptions. 90% young men. So how about instead we focus on getting them to be busy, get them into school, get them at work, give them some jobs, give them some purpose. So they don't choose this because they are making choices. So how about we help them make a better choice? How about that? That's what I think is a critical piece. Joshua says in North Carolina, they're trying to get rid of the purchase limit requirements. As long as you pass the federal background check, you'd be allowed to cash and carry that day. Interesting. Huh? Sam says idle hands are the devil's playground. Yes. People with jobs and purpose tend not to commit violent crimes. Yes. I mean, there are exceptions, and he says it. An exception of crimes of passion. It's time to make New York work and employer-friendly. Thank you, Sam. Let's do that. That's actually a great solution. That is a free solution. That's what we can do here. A free solution. W-Y-S-L in Rochester. 585-346-3000. Back after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to SimpleTech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that SimpleTech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at SimpleTech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there. 
are hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. COVID did not get into the nursing homes by people coming from hospitals. COVID got into the nursing homes by staff walking into the nursing home. See that? It wasn't him. It was those evil staff people who did it. Of course. Ah, my awesome governor, my lord and master, his majesty, King Andrew Cuomo II, all hail the king. Who takes responsibility for nothing. Right, nothing. Not a thing. And nothing. Everything is someone else's fault. Everything is someone else's problem. Never him. He is infallible. So I guess that would be the reason why. Oh, my God, so horrible. Larry Sharp here on a free solution. And you know what? This show is on every day. You can watch it every day. We got Kevin Wilson on here. We even sometimes get Andrew Hollister when we can. It's super cool. Andrew Hollister. You know how you figure that out? You follow the show, A Free Solution, on YouTube and Facebook. Absolutely. I, by the way, am also host of The Sharp Way, the coolest show there is in the entire world. And I am totally biased, but I don't care. 7 p.m. Eastern every single day. So you can watch there too. All good. I was talking before the break about the violence, about what's happening. And we're trying to find a way to change the environment, right? That's the critical piece. And you guys have a lot of great comments. I appreciate it. The chat's going crazy. But before I go there, I want to add one more piece of this, which is New York State-based, which bothers me tremendously, and you'll understand why. There was a guy here in Astoria who was literally spray-painting cars, spray-painting A's for anarchy on cars. And they caught him. They took him to book him, right? Booked him and let him go. And Michael, well, Larry, what's wrong with letting him go? It's graffiti. I agree. Problem is, guy's got a rap sheet. He's been doing it for a long time. He was spray painting AOC on stuff and Bernier Buster stuff. He's been spray painting people's cars for like years. He's done over 60 cars. Let him go. And he said, Larry, are you telling me you're against bail reform? Well, this is an issue. And why I'm torn on this so much is because conceptually, am I for bail reform? 100%. Of course I am. Do I want people who are poor to go to Rikers Island for two years? Of course not. That's cruel. That's inhumane. And our current bail reform, the way it's being used, man, it's not working. So I am torn. Because in theory, I do want bail reform. But in practice, man, is it not working. And my problem is, I told you guys this years ago. And I was wrong on this. And I feel bad because I'm so rarely wrong. I'm, I'm teasing. But I was wrong on this. When the bail reform bill came in New York State, for those of you who don't know, 
It was a bill a couple years back. And when it came out, I thought that what would happen is there'd be debate on the floor. The Republicans, Democrats would go back and forth and they would hammer on a decent bill. The problem is Cuomo had just won the election. He had, he just began to dominate both the courts and the assembly and, and Senate completely. The bill comes to the floor and basically they go, why bother talking about it? We run everything. Boom. As is. The bill wasn't that bad as is. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad. But my assumption was then, and I said it publicly, I said, it'll be okay. Because what will happen is when things get bad, there'll be, it'll go to the courts. There'll be lawsuits. There'll be complaints. And there'll be some decisions from the bench. And they'll wind up making a better bill. Because the judges will make decisions and say, look, this is what it should be. This is what it shouldn't be. And that will happen. It'll be a better bill. I was wrong. That never happened. And now it seems like they're like, well, whatevs. And the excuse has been COVID. Right? Well, I don't want to put these people in jail because of COVID. And then when COVID hit, it, the, the church, the, the churches, the, the churches did, but also the courts, they shut down. So basically, nobody was doing anything, and we still haven't. And now we have a situation to where someone who has prior convictions is still getting released with no bail. My whole point of bail reform was to stop punishing the first-time offender. That was the whole point, is to stop punishing somebody who might have just made a mistake, or worse, punishing somebody who might even be innocent. That was the whole goal. And if you happen to be caught in the wrong spot, which used to happen often, meaning when they were doing massive drug raids, they'd arrest everybody on the corner. Everybody on the corner gets arrested, regardless of what they're dealing or not. And now if you don't have enough money, you're sitting in jail for a year before they realize, oh, you're not part of this gang. Go home. That kind of thing happened. Well, I didn't want it to happen. So my point was, if it's your first time offense, you don't have a record, you haven't skipped out on bail, okay, get out, go home. You're probably not a bad guy. You might be, but you're probably not. You got a record? You've been doing this before? Why are you back out? You're just gonna go keep doing it. And there's story upon story of guy who does something, gets arrested, he goes out and does it again. This guy's another example. And this is my neighborhood. So of course I'm bothered by this. So not only do we have an environment to where young men in particular, this guy's not a young man. He's older gentleman. He's like in his 40s or 50s because he's been doing it for that many years. <laughs> so, but where young men in particular are now set up for an environment to where they can do bad and dumb things and in some cases violent and horrible things and then they get arrested and they go back out again into the same neighborhoods with nothing to do. So they go right back to it again. Of course they do. This is the wrong answer. This is a problem. We have to fix our environment to make New York State much more business-friendly, employer-friendly, to keep people active and working. And we got to work on this bail reform bill. we got to repair it. Or I'm starting to feel... And I have no direct evidence of this, 
This is just my emotions talking because I'm bothered by this. I know it, but I'm going to say it anyway because of how I feel. I feel almost like because the system is angry at the bail reform bill, they are almost purposely treating it poorly to force us to fixing it. And young people in bad neighborhoods are paying the price for this. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I might be right. The bill has to be repaired and we have to fix our state or this isn't going to stop. This is not going to stop. Joshua says, no one's going back to work when the government's giving them an extra hundred bucks a week to stay home and do nothing. Well, Joshua, what I would say is I would bet a lot of them aren't just staying home and doing nothing. I bet they're collecting that check and selling bootleg lumber out of their backyard or something, right? You know, selling bootleg phones out of their friend's basement, whatever. I bet a lot of people are actually still doing some things. It's just black market. And and once you start black market, you go down a deep hole, right? This is similar to the, the Breaking Bad trope, right? Or the Breaking Bad timeline. The guy says, I'm just going to do this one thing. And then before you know it, they're doing a whole lot more. What do you do when you think, you know what a cool thing to do is? I'll start selling black market this thing. And then all of a sudden, someone doesn't pay you. Or someone else wants to sell your product. What do you do? You threaten them? You mad at them? Just lose your money? You walk away? Well, once you make that one step, now you're a criminal too. Once you don't call the cops, once you don't do a legal thing, you've just crossed that line into being a criminal also. Now what do you do? Once you're a criminal, keep walking down that road. I'm not joking. That's why now it's down to people being shot because all this stuff started last year and all these people started walking down the road. And before you knew it, now they're shooting people or calling people to be shot. So now you have several things. Unhappy, kids without purpose, young men without purpose, unhappy, to your point, Joshua, not working, feeling like losers. So when you're not working, feeling like losers, what do you start doing? Taking drugs, being self-destructive. Yes, that's what people do, particularly young people. Older people also, obviously, but particularly younger ones, they start becoming self-destructive. And they walk down these roads. This violence is predictable. Remember last year when I was talking about this? Larry, you're excusing this behavior. I'm not excusing it. I'm explaining it. I'm saying it is predictable and preventable. And we've done none of them. And I've been saying that for over a year. That this is both predictable and preventable. To be clear. Not all violence. There are some bad people who are going to be doing bad things. But will they get others to join them in their negative endeavors? That is on us. We can fix that to make the odds of the happening less and less and less. And we're not. All we're talking about is defund the police or put them all in jail or take all the guns away. Everything wrong. None the right answer. Do I have a solution? Of course I do. And you know it's free. It's a free solution. 
WYSL Rochester, Larry Sharp, 585-346-3000. Back after the break. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Free solution. Yes, Larry Sharp, I'm back here. A free solution. WYSL, Rochester, New York, WENY, ENI, The Patriot, and Elmira, Corning, and of course, WACK, Newark, New York. I'm so happy you've given me a chunk of your afternoon. And if you want, you can give me a chunk of your evening the sharp way. Follow me on all the InstaTube things. All of them, Instagram, YouTube, all of those things. Go ahead. And, of course, you can follow our free solution here. It's on every day. You know what? I didn't even mention. We get Tim O'Connor on here, too. Come on. Super cool. Tim O'Connor. He's on here, too. If you want the cool people, you just got to come to the free solution. You just have to. I'm just saying. So I appreciate it, guys, completely. Let me grab some more from the chat. A bunch of people popping up on the chat. My two cent says, what you are saying, I've been saying for a long time. Yes, we do not put any or enough money into work programs. People do not care about the issues of the poor. I support teen work programs, and they work. I would agree on the teen work programs as long as, you know what I'm going to say, they're not government only. I think we should support all types of teens working. My whole idea of K through 12, moving to K through 10, was to make sure that 16-year-olds have a chance at going to work, right? That's the whole goal. I want youngsters to start working as early as possible. Or, look, some kids, and you know this when you were a kid, it was you or people you knew. There were some people who kind of knew what they were going to do already. They were very driven and knew, I'm going to be a doctor or whatever. That person should be rocking and rolling in school, going to college, because they know what they want now. Not every kid knows what they want. They got to get out there and figure some stuff out. Right? The Marine Corps was my answer. I joined the Marine Corps. And then I figured out what I was going to do. But it's fine. I didn't go to college until I was 21. Then I would thought, okay, I should go to college. So people should move when they want to move. But either way, they need to stay busy and challenged, particularly when they're young. And some kids are lucky and they know what they want to do and they're already there. But a lot don't. I was one of them. A lot of them don't know and it makes them open to knuckleheads making them do terrible things. I mean, I I think about it often. 
if I didn't have the Marine Corps, if I didn't join the Marines, what might I have been? I might have been one of those knuckleheads doing stupid stuff, joining some dumb gang or something or doing something stupid. I might have been that kid. It's possible. So I'm, I'm with you. I want us to support our, our youth. It's really important. So anyway, let me grab this uh, here. A couple more questions here. Paula says, I'm afraid some people don't want bail reform to work. You are reading my mind, Paula. I don't want that to be true. But man, I'm starting to think it. Because I remember reading the bill. I literally read it because I was like, oh my God, we're going to have bail reform. What a great idea. And I read it and it wasn't that bad. There were some holes, but I thought, of course they're going to be fixed. Come on, you're not going to let these holes go. Man, was I wrong. But I thought there's no way you would do that. But they did. But there were some parts that were okay. If I remember, there were parts that said, if there is fear of domestic violence, you keep the guy in jail. Usually guy, could be a woman, obviously. But it's almost always a male when it comes to fear of domestic violence. You could keep the guy in jail. If he had done it before, previous, right? Say, for example, he'd been arrested already for hitting his spouse. And then you arrest him again. We keep him in jail. He beats his wife. What are you doing? That's not even happening. This guy has been graffitiing cars for a while. And he just let him back out. So I, I'm 90% sure I read in the bill that as a judge, you could keep him in. As a DA, you could request. This guy needs to be in jail. He's going to go out and do it again. Clearly, he's got a record. My goal of bail reform was to give the benefit of the doubt to a first offender, which I think is fair. I do think it's fair. Sometimes they're innocent. Sometimes they just wrapped up other stuff. Sometimes they just made a one-time mistake and they're repairable. So why wouldn't I want to give the first-time offender a break? But these are first-time offenders. These are people who have convictions. Different issue. So I think you're right, Paula. I think the bill wasn't as bad as it's being used. I think some people don't want it to work. I think you may be right. And I think people are paying for it. I hope you're wrong. But, well, anyway. Um, The vegan, be vegan now. He cares about veganism. Um, What I love is his name is be vegan now. And his picture is of, I think that's an AR-15. I'm not sure, but I think it's an AR-15. Nice. Graffitiing private property should be fined for that. Maybe require a cleanup and also be a community service and encourage to do art on something legal. Well, the encouragement piece, I don't think you want the government to handle, but I think you're right. But what if this guy doesn't want to do that? What if he goes to hell with you? I'm not paying a fine or I'm not doing community service. You got to lock him up then. What else are you going to do? He's going to keep destroying property. I don't know. I think you have to do something, right? I, I'm not I'm not about making bail so crazy, right? The goal of bail, for those who don't know, is only supposed to be two reasons for bail. One of them is you think the person is a harm to others or is a danger to others, right? That's option one. Option two, you think the person may leave and never come back. They might skip the country or skip the state. Those are two reasons for bail. If you think someone's an actual harm or danger, 
Does it, does it matter how much money you give them? They're going to go out and do something bad, whatever they do, right? So you just hold them. If you don't think they're a danger, then it should only be enough that makes them want to come back, whatever that number is. If you're poor, 200 bucks is a lot of money. You don't have to have a $1,000 bail. You'll come back for 200 bucks because you're not doing well. If you're super wealthy, what's a million dollars to you? You're Bill Gates? Bail's $10 million. Whatever. Got them in my front pocket. You take it. Right? Doesn't matter. So if we're looking at it that way, it changes how you think about bail. Is the goal because you think this guy's dangerous or you think he might skip? Those are the two pieces to think about. And I think we're not looking at it that way. And we should. So... Anyway, I hope that was clear in my thought process. So, all right. Um, Joshua says, even the fast food like Taco Bell is offering $500 sign-on bonus. Um, Taco Bell offers the best employees college aid. Agreed. And they don't go back because they're making enough money from the government plus black market stuff. Yeah. So why bother? If they're able to do what they want, why would they go back? But more importantly, about 90%. Of, of millennials now don't want to go back to the office at all. Even if they go to work, they still want to work from home. That's challenging to work from home for Taco Bell or Burger King. When they figure that one out, now we got a real free solution. So what is the actual answer? It's actually give the youth purpose. That's schooling, that's work, it's a better environment here in New York State. That's a real free solution. Guys, thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. I will see you all next week.